0: Man, this is Lord's territory, and you got
1: five seconds
0: to get off.
1: I tell you, you start counting the five like a sucker. One, two.
0: Let the facts be the facts. Facts are facts.
1: So, you're listening to Don't At Me here on FBI Radio. I'm really excited to have an amazing guest today, Lady Blaktronica. Hi. (laughs) How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. (laughs) You I'm just coming a little bit closer, pulling it towards you. So, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. And this is your first trip to Australia, correct?
0: Yes, it is.
1: How do you feel?
0: I feel great, actually. After some jet lag and whatever, now I've had a day to relax and I feel great. Amazing. (laughs) Love
1: it. So I remember actually reading an interview with you from about three years ago where someone asked you about when you were coming to Australia. So it's really cool that you're actually here now. (laughs) (laughs) uh... Uh, So you've been keeping very busy. Where have you been recently?
0: Oh, well, I just had, like, a little mini tour of the United States, came from Berlin, and then, um, played in New York, San Francisco, LA, like, you wow. know, all the major spots. Yes, it. <laughs> get it! <laughs> Here for it. And then Melbourne, just recently, and then on this weekend, um... I'll be here in Sydney. Yeah, so
1: Saturday, 23rd of Feb, playing at Control at the Red Rattler. Uh, it's going to be a vibe. That's going to yeah. be amazing. You're playing Secret Garden on Friday as well. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I read as well, like, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading about you because I like to try to educate myself. Um, <laughs> but you first played, so you're based in Berlin now, would you say?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you've been there since... I read that you first visited Berlin in 2012 to play at Panorama Bar and then you moved there.
0: Yeah. But you're a senior. A year later. So basically I've been there for about five years. Right. Almost six actually. Wow. This this, this year will be six years. Yeah, right. That's amazing.
1: Like, so you've been living there for a little while now. Do you feel that living in Berlin has inspired or influenced your music in any sort of which way?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's like really good to be like immersed in a scene that's all about the music and all about the vibe or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely um, influenced my production and, you know, my sound.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess I would say it's become increasingly more like, hard-edged and, you know, electronic and techno, so like... You know. I love
1: it, because you also play under the alias feminist. Yeah. And I listened to a mix that you did for Telecom, Electronic... I loved it, it oh, was amazing. amazing. <laughs> um, what do you think sort of like, as we've said, living in Berlin's definitely informed uh, the way that your music sort of changed in that way, but are there any other major influences? I know that Detroit beat down, you are the first lady in beat down. Is there anything else that you would say sort of informs the way that you create music or in- even consume
0: music? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like, guess it's just my life, like just just my life, and I mean, certainly my sexuality and gender and all this stuff. Just and yeah. just life, like really influences um influences my music. With my house music, or you know, like um, it was a lot more like sort of emotion emotion based, and it was my way to get through my depression. Yeah, and then I sort of. I have sort of worked that out, sort of. I'm not depressed like I used to be. Yeah, great. And I'm making techno that sounds really angry, but I'm more happy than I've ever been before in my life. So like, I think you can happily stomp to
1: techno music It's possible. (laughs) No, I love that. I think that's great. Because I did read that you've also said in the past that, yeah, your music is a way for you to express heartache and pain. And I listened to your recent release from October Perception, and I really loved it. But one thing that I guess... I wasn't, but one thing that I was missing were your beautiful vocals. Why did you decide on this track to sort of steer
0: clear of... Well, for perception? Yeah. Uh, Oh, actually, well, I I haven't been singing as much recently, Mm. like in the past few years. It's like... So I'm just not as interested in, in it as, as I was Fair before, enough. you Fair know, enough. I don't know. And so I just sort of phased that out, you know. <laughs> yeah. But not on purpose. It's that this is just, just, just life. You know? Well, that's yeah. true.
1: Everyone changes and happens. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess, you know, as I was explaining before, the show is very much focused on identity and what it means to live in a society where you're not considered part of the dominant culture, How do you feel like, you know, you've mentioned before that race and gender sexuality has sort of informed that. But what elements of your identity do you think feed out when you're making music? Do you want to talk us through your history as a musician, if you feel like it?
0: I mean, well, now sort of like I have sort of a subversive... ...ness. That's I also like. I wish that people would ask me what does this cover mean or what does that what does this title mean or whatever. And oftentimes, actually, m- most interview interviewers have never asked me about these things. So, you know, but I mean, um, I I don't know. Like I mean, like just gender and gender identity, gender politics, all that stuff has always been really super important to me. Mm. But. <clears throat> especially now, which is sort of the reason why I chose the, the um, alias Feminist. Yeah. Um, it's like, as I was figuring out what is my sound in techno and trying to figure out a, a proper moniker or whatever, and I thought about, well, there's the horrorists and brutalists and everything like this. And to me, like, Feminist just sound, went along with this sound. I, I, not sound of the music necessarily, but just... It's to me like aggressive, you know yeah. what I mean, and and I I like that, and I and I so <laughs> it just became the thing. That's that... it. Yes, <laughs> love
1: it. What do you think being a feminist means in twenty nineteen?
0: Uh, I mean I don't know because ironically it's like I have issues with, with feminism as as where we are right now, like, mm-hmm. and I feel that a lot of times like it can become infantilizing. Yeah um for women i think that women are strong and that um that a, a lot of the sort of like i don't know, like everything needs a trigger warning or whatever and like mm-hmm. this is like why why i have this whole sub- subversive thing it's, i just like you know i feel like um like we're stronger than we even give our own seps- our own selves credit for so True. it's like you know like i don't know and so that that lends itself to like my current like you know the artwork and everything like that like it's like you know, like um, and and just how I feel with with my music currently, it's just like I want to have strength and I want to have I, I want to be aggressive. I feel like the music doesn't have a trigger warning. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> put it out there. It doesn't
1: need a trigger warning at all. Well, coming back to what you've just said before about wanting to be asked about your titles, where does the name perception come from?
0: Perception, actually, I forget. Cause <laughs> 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 the funny thing is, the, uh, uh, like all that music, like was like made over like it's it's been released and re-released actually yeah though. right um, okay so um i have no idea where the title came from yeah, that's fair <laughs> but um i mean i don't know yeah i don't know i guess that's it's, it's for everybody to choose what is their perception of, yeah. of that yeah you know? i like that
1: <laughs> choose your own ending i'm here for it so you know in terms of electronic music nowadays with history of things like, you know, some of your inspirations that you've listed in the past, the people like Theo Parrish, um, people that like electronic music, many would agree that it was sort of started by black people, but nowadays it's it's very much shifted. Mm-hmm. I've actually been asked on several occasions in Australia by various people of color why I play electronic music because people think it's a white thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get that? Um, I. Well, see, this is the thing. Blacktronica, Lady Blacktronica, mm-hmm. started out as a Blacktronica girl when I was much younger. Right. Okay. And and, the, and Blacktronica was my, I had a, a a page on BlackPlanet.com that was dedicated to like um to celebrating all the black people who have, um who have created this music, you know, and like the roots of the music and everything. Because um. Growing up in the Bay Area, a lot of people, a lot of people thought it was white music or Mexican music or, but not black music. You wow. know what I mean? I'm like, this is black music. Like yeah. we started this music. You right? know, like um, um, and I wanted to celebrate that. And so, as I grew up, <laughs> you know, um, and um, began, started um, toying around with um, with pro- producing back in 2006. <laughs> so long ago now <laughs> um th- then i decided lady black tronica should be my should be my moniker and and the reason for for that name was like i said i want to just celebrate the roots of, of the music and also myself yes you know as a um as an african-american or as a black person on this planet you know pan-africanism whatever like that i want to celebrate all that and that this like when when we have um in america we have uh Black Music Appreciation Month or whatever. But yeah, it stops cool. at hip-hop. You know, like, right, you know, and it's like, don't no, we that. we have gone on to create so many forms. Like, everything. Of you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> okay, yeah. No,
1: that's cool. So, you know, as someone that's been playing for quite some time now, has an amazing following, what advice would you give to young aspiring DJs that don't necessarily fit in with the dominant culture?
0: I mean... I say keep on trekking and keep on doing what you had to do. Because the thing is like, um like it's taken me a long time to get to where I'm at now. Mm. Like physically and also spiritually, but mostly physically. Because a lot of times in my career I've had so many times that they're like, Oh yeah, we wanna book her but then they choose a male DJ or whatever. Right. Or or, you know, somebody that they feel like they can bank on or whatever. So it's taken me a long time. And I could have, you know, easily given up and decided to do something else. But this is my passion. I say, like, if if music is your passion, don't give up. And also, like, we're in a very special time now where finally, like, women, trans people, you know, like, we're all, we're being celebrated now finally in in the industry. And, you know, so it's like, this is definitely not the time to to give up. Or whatever, this is definitely (laughs) not the time to let transphobia or sexism stop you, yeah. you know, like, because honestly, <clears throat> like, um, I don't know, like, ten years ago or something, I had, um, I had an interview, it might not have been that long, but anyway, like, nine or ten years ago, I had an interview in RA, and at the time, I decided to, I asked them to not include that I was trans, because... I thought that that would hinder my opportunities. Yeah, right. You know what I mean. And now, I mean, so it's so lovely now that like I mean, like I wish that I could have been out then, and but now I'm out, and I don't care. But like, yes. Uh, And so now I'm able to celebrate myself, and the world is celebrating us, trans people, queer people, and women. You know, um, so. I'm here for that. Yes,
1: <laughs> love it. I'm also here for it. Yeah. Um, what do you think some of your biggest barriers have been as, you know, na- navigating the music industry as a woman
0: of color? I would have to say my biggest, one of my biggest hindrances is, is not knowing how to talk, and I'm quote, <laughs> air quotes, <laughs> talk white or whatever. Right. And, and I don't mean talk white as like speak proper English, but just like my... The culture that I come from, I speak my mind. I'm, like, very upfront or whatever. And I feel like in in the industry, that hasn't always gotten me ahead because they don't want you to speak up for yourself, Mm. you know what I mean? And that's been one thing that I felt has held me back is the perception of me as being a diva or me as being Mm. whatever. When it's, like, I really don't think that that's true, you know? Like, I really think it's just that I'm, like, I have requirements is like every dJ does but I think like if you're a man, then those are just like he knows what he wants and if you're a woman then she's a d yeah <laughs> you know, she's difficult yeah. like you
1: know? to be completely honest, I have been thinking about this a lot sort of about like the pervasive nature of sort of anti-blackness mm-hmm. in just the world in general but how it's very prevalent within the music industry as well as I've had similar sort of um hindrances and I'm not even nearly on your level so
0: I'm like damn if you're still dealing with this now I'm like far out will it ever end well honestly I've kind of had even even recently like it's like as I mean, I hate to use the term but as my star is rising or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm use
2: it. Your star is rising.
0: I've also had this recently where it was like I just wasn't grateful enough or whatever, and I was like, Why should you? What be do grateful? you want me to do? Like, I mean, like, what? Why would you want me to to do to show that I I'm, I appreciate you booking me? Like, you know, but like, it's just like
1: get down on your knees and be like, know, Thank
0: you so much. <laughs> you no, know, I'm just like I am very grateful, but like you know, like I I don't feel like I should have to do anything extra. No. More than anybody else would. You, know you shouldn't I mean? at all. You like,
1: <laughs> definitely earned your place. You've worked really hard, yeah. so you deserve to be where you are. But I do think that sometimes that does come with blackness, that, you know, we're sort of put on a different sort of level, so we're sort of fighting harder to get to where we deserve to be, mm-hmm. even though, you know, you've worked just as hard, if not more, than other people to be where you are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It sucks. and I, I hope that it, that it, it will end soon, but I kind of, like,
1: do you think it will I end? Know, I, don't <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, honestly, I think that it's not just race. I think it's also classism. I think oh, that, most that, definitely. That's the one thing that we don't talk about in um, this electronic music. I feel like um, a lot of people that come into this particular, like the underground scene or whatever, have money to, they have money to pay for a promotion. They have money to buy equipment. Yeah. They have money to get studio time and everything. And so people in the industry look at that as working hard mm. or whatever but I also feel like sometimes that uh, people in the industry in this industry they like to pay people who don't need to be paid <laughs> you know and yeah. then when you need to be paid it's like what? you you, you know what I mean like, uh, like oh, you need money? like you know like uh, I'm
1: not uh, raised what? <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: no it's so true yeah so I mean I feel like this has been a huge frustration for me and it, it wasn't just gender or just race? I'm sure that all those things have had have played a part, and I know that they have. But like, um, like one of the huge things I feel is is classism yeah. and and access. You know, where a lot of people of color, a lot of we don't have that. You know, mm. like um, we don't have access to the money for it to pay for promotion. We don't yeah. have access to pay for reviews. Mm. You know what I mean and stuff like this. You know, so like or to pay for vinyl or to pay for whatever oh, it takes. So, like you know all yeah. these things in the underground world underground music world that you need to have, like you need to have money pay for yourself, <laughs> you know yeah. and, and and it's like so passion is not enough, yeah. and I really would I really think that it should be, you know what I mean it should be passion should be. Enough. (laughs) Enough to get you where you want.
1: Like, to be honest, it's the same in Australia. It's very much the same that you definitely need money to get places. And if you don't have money, you don't have access to certain networks as well, which might be able to get you the opportunities that you want. So it's like this vicious cycle. Do you have any solutions that we could throw out at people so that they maybe start considering this stuff a little more?
0: I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know what to tell people who are like sort of in my situation where it's like I'm still struggling and who are also still struggling but i think that 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 in the industry or not in the industry and this time when we're talking about um things that that do affect us like gender and and uh gender identity um you know, we need to be talking about this other thing which mm-hmm. is the, other, the the main thing that is not being talked about is classism you know and i think yeah. that people need to be start becoming aware that like <clears throat> um Everybody's not coming here with the same money. Like people don't. Everybody's not coming here with thousands of dollars in their um in their account. Some people have like two dollars in their account. Or yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I feel that. And that's real. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's totally real.
1: It's really good to be aware of all of those things. Okay, I do have one last question for okay. you, actually. So something that I like to. Sort of do is I'm one of those people that overthinks everything and spends my life. Oh <laughs> God! <analyze>. Oh, God. <laughs> can you relate? Yeah. <laughs> so, what are some lessons that you feel that you've learned recently? Does it doesn't have to be in relation to music? Just anything? Just something that you feel that you had a, an epiphany about because you experienced it, or your
0: friend went through it, or whatever. The only thing that we can do is keep showing up. I yeah. feel like the only thing I can do is keep showing up and not give up and not take um take I can take no for an answer from here, but I had to keep coming back and, and waiting till I get a yes or whatever, um, because this is my passion. This is what I have to do in life, you know. Like and so, like I mean, I don't, I don't know. I the only thing I can I can say is that you just have to keep on, like, cause that's what I have to do yeah. every day. I, every day, you know, for years and years, I've just had to struggle and just keep on. And then I found this music that was like that spoke to me. And then I found out that I wanted to actually make it. And then I found a way to make that happen when I didn't have a way. And then, you know, like, it's just like, you just have to keep on. And you just have to, like, um, just continue to, to be true to yourself. And true to your art. And true to your, to the work. And true to the movement. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it is the movement. Like, we have. And, yeah. So, I don't know. Just be true to self. Like, truth is. That's a lesson. You know? <laughs> I'll take it.
1: <laughs> I do have a question now, actually, since you've said that. Um... I don't know if you want to talk about it, you can say no, but as somebody with a physical disability, do you feel that the music industry is good with that? Like, are they, they really work with you in making sure that you're accommodated when you go to gigs and
0: yeah, I mean, I've never really had any problems with that. Um, I mean, actually Paul Johnson actually gave me strength because I, I didn't always have this, um, have this, uh, particular, um, difficulty of walking and, and, being able to stand for a long time because I have um, uh, low back problems, arthritis, and, and yeah, okay. it's led to other things. <clears throat> so, but at first I was embarrassed. I used to be embarrassed of it, you know, like I thought like, you know, like people are going to look at me and they're going to think a certain thing. But actually I saw Paul Johnson, like, you know, and he, he you know, he is going around the world and he's doing his he's thing, out you know? Like, yeah. He's out here, yeah. And I, so that was a strength for me, you know, like, um, I haven't found that anybody has... That there's, it's not it, nothing in the industry has 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 um. I, there's so much in the world that that is not uh, conducive to people with disabilities, but yeah. I haven't really found that in the industry that anybody has been not caring. You know? no, that's good. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. There's a lot to there's a lot to be done in the world that people can do. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, but yeah, not in the industry so much. I haven't found that anyway. It's like, you know, so knock on wood. (laughs) Yes, I'm knocking with you. That's good.
1: I know you haven't been in Sydney very long and in Melbourne it's a very different story. But have you had to experience what the lockout laws are
0: in Sydney yet? Because Berlin is a whole other story. Uh, Not yet, but I'm hearing about it and it sounds terrible. Oh my goodness. I'm (laughs) I'm already crying. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, it sounds fucking crazy. I mean, it's just, Fucking Gestapo stitch.
1: Actually, though, it's it's a mess, but I'm really excited about your mix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what are you planning to play for us tonight?
0: Well, I'm planning on playing basically all my productions, um, yes. and some that are unreleased, and some that are have been released but are, at, are still obscure. Um, and yeah, so that's that's basically, I'm playing my deeper house deep house stuff and then bringing the tempo down i'll be bringing the tempo down for a little bit of old school beat down like <laughs> love it yes
1: <laughs> uh, anything we should keep our eye out for you were mentioning before a bit of a Donna summers
0: oh yeah sample well, yeah there's a um there's a track on there with um a particular whistle beep beat. Oh, toot, toot. Yeah. Although you won't be able to very much recognize it because I flipped it so well.
1: <laughs> no, I don't disagree. I think it sounds amazing.
0: So question, you were talking before about a compilation. Please talk us through it. Yes, so as feminist, I have um, a, a new um, label, techno label that I'm working on called Dark Carousel. And I've been working really hard um, compiling um, music from a lot of, as of yet, um Unheard of and um and underrecognized producers from um of the United States, from uh, Berlin, uh, France and um and Italy, and so like it's like it's really like a, a, and I've been working really hard to get this. It's it's like um oh and also the UK, so it's like a, a diverse range of um of underground techno sounds that I'm re- working on really hard. It's it's called into, um it's called into darkness. Okay. Um, and I am super excited about it. Um, there's another um, woman producer who is amazing. Her name is Wallis, and she's as of yet unknown. And um, and she's amazing. As are all the all the um, producers on on this compilation. But I just wanted to like really shout her out. You're about um... right to bring her out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the blog, I love it. So with your sound, where, like how do you? find these incredible samples that you
0: use for your tracks i mean but i love sampling and i love taking something that's really i love taking things that nobody would think of to sample um i have sampled gabber and rave tracks and put them in (laughs) deep house tracks (laughs) and i've sampled um actually there's a track that hasn't been released yet but it's called Queen, and when it does come out actually um I like to drop the sample so you know what it is, but then when you when you hear it mixed in, you would not know what it was. Yes, you know, and I think I, don't know, I think sampling is an, is an art, you know, and I think that um, it's becoming a lost art, mm. um, at least in, in 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 underground dance music. I feel like a lot of producers have kind of see it as like this. Um, I don't know, like, something bad or whatever. I I don't think so. I think it's part of the legacy of, of, of the music. And um and I love to take samples that basically nobody would think to sample. Nobody would think to take this and put it here and yeah. take that and put it there. You know, like, and, and I love to do that. You know, like, it's what, what drives me, you know, honestly.
1: <laughs> uh, all your samples are incredible. Like, when you were talking through a couple before I was just like, wow, like I would have never that would have never crossed my mind to even take that and turn it into what? Like yeah. the music that you turn it into, which is well, the, the, an the, art the, in
0: itself. The last track that's gonna be on on the mix um is called Crack Hits. And <laughs> Well <was> the <it> name. <laughs> and um and actually it's a gabber sample. Like I and, and um and I just twisted it and um and molded it until it was deep house. Like you know like, <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs>
1: How did you get into production? Like, how did you learn? Because your production is immaculate. So thank how you. did you come into all of this? Because I would love to be on that level. I don't know if I'll ever get there. But uh, how
0: do you do it? Thank you so much. I mean, I feel like I'm still learning. But honestly, like, so I had, I mean, this is like my story and everybody knows it. But like, um, like, I had like a really good friend and he's like a brother to me and he's like, gave me my education in house, but like whatever that's one of his fa- favorite slogans, and education in house <laughs> and re- <laughs> <Education>. <laughs> and it's true and um um, and so he taught me like my basics and everything, and I just went running from there, you know right. <laughs> and so um he got me gave me my first taste of um being in the studio and recording vocals and everything, but he really wasn't into sharing or whatever, so I needed to like do it on my own and so but anyways he, t- he taught me the basics of for, beginning basics of, of of um of how to how to produce and 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 how to use the programs that i was using at the time and actually one of the songs that's in the mix is called um loosely strung and um and he was the one who I, actually that's from the time when he was teaching me how to produce yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazing. yeah so um yeah and that's how i got my start but yeah i just like to like hit the ground running from from there yeah most definitely <laughs> <That's> how,
1: <laughs> it's insane your music is amazing <laughs> so keep an eye out for the compilation i'll definitely put links um in the little podcast link so everyone can access it but thank you so much for taking time and coming today thank you
0: thank you <laughs>